Module two is called the desire to be deserving. And it's about seeking to see the measure between being loved and loving. If we are loving, we receive love. If we are being demanding, seeking love when we're not actually giving love, it's questionable. Branch one of module two is called the rose and the thorn. And I believe it's an old Persian proverb that says, for he who wants the rose needs to be able to withhold the thorns. The question is, is that are we demanding and expecting love without questioning how much we're giving? Are we being demanding without understanding our need to participate? What is it that we seek and why are we entitled to receive without giving? The key is, if we look in the mirror as a first step, we ensure that we are actually fulfilling our role of providing those that we nurture with that nurturing. It even could be um, in your office you being a CEO, are you providing your employees with the right aspects of life and security that they deserve for them to thereafter participate and give you what you deserve? Life is all about balance. A happy marriage in any relationship, could be a business relationship, is about finding and striking that balance. Harmony cannot be achieved if it's one person who's benefiting and the other one losing. It's a normal thing of life. It's an obvious thing. However, how, much, how many of us actually practice this? If we ask ourselves, am I saying that he made me do this and I am a victim of this? Or am I saying I allowed this to happen? I deserved it because I behaved that way. Where are we putting the onus of responsibility? Where are we putting the choice? If we were to take it as a standing point that we have to accept responsibility, how would your words change if it has to be that you take it upon yourself to be responsible for anything that happened? As we know from the end of the garden, responsibility is the ability to respond appropriately. So let's stop for a minute and say to myself, what did I do? What did I deserve? Did I give as much as I could? If the answer to that is yes, then question yourself from the eyes of the other person and say, if I love this person, why did they treat me this way? What motivation could they have to be difficult with me? Is there something that I'm missing? Is there something that I didn't do? Humility demands that we ask ourselves the right questions. Humility demands that we ask the other person the same questions. Being authentic, honest, vulnerable is a journey towards alignment and finding your truths. So the first question I have for you right now is, what do you want? Do you want to make peace and build bridges where you had burned them before? Is that an easier path or would you prefer to break every tie and ruin relationships? You know, we carry the fragments of our past with us. And if, for example, you had a bad experience previously and you're measuring the person today with the same examples as the past, 
it's a big mistake because your past is something separate and the people and the places and the, the whole context was different. And a lot of times we just repeat these stories in our minds and keep them, which are actually unhealthy for us. What if we were to let go of any stories and say all that we know is that we don't know? And you look at the situation afresh, cold, and you ask yourself, what mistakes have I made? Forget about what the other person did. Let's just take it about us. Is there anything that the person did that I'm holding against them that I've actually done as well? I'm repeating myself on purpose. Have I done some of the things that I'm accusing the other one of being guilty of? The answer is most probably yes. We're all human. We all make mistakes. The key is to rise above the mistakes, forgive ourselves, forgive others, and be able to take a new conversation forward. A new conversation that involves holding boundaries, your boundaries and the other person's boundaries. Respecting that the other person has different desires than you do. Respecting that if you want to be in a relationship with someone, you have to be able to see life from behind their eyes and match it. Or else that's not a relationship. It's tyrannical. So if you have to ask yourself, what changes could I have made in order to not reach this dire situation? What things could I have done differently that would be better? Could I have spoken differently? Could I have understood something differently? It's a big journey to find truth and realization. But it requires vulnerability. And vulnerability is strength. We know that. Vulnerability is being able to look at another person and say, you know what? I messed up. And I'm sorry. You misunderstood me. I misunderstood you. Can we look at a way of resolving this peacefully for the best interest of all involved? A lot of times, members of a family break up and it's the children that suffer. A lot of times friends break up, but there's friends who are part of a group and the whole group suffers. At work, same. We have to think about the responsibility and accountability we have towards who are we affecting in the choices we are making. And is it the other people's fault to suffer for your mistakes? It's a very good question to ask. How can it be that a person we once loved is now causing us so much anguish? How is it possible that love and hate are part of the same recipe? It's indifference that is the, the opposite of love, not hatred. If we're indifferent, we don't care, we have no feeling. So if there's hatred, that means you're holding on to something. It's a juxtaposition. It could be your ego. It could be you don't want to be wrong. You don't want them to be right. It could be so many different pieces. If we think we're victims, how useful is it for us and how can we move forward? You know, passivity is a word that is probably one of the hardest things that people suffer from, and yet they've created it themselves. Being passive allows for no results. Being active and proactive allows you to find solutions. If we think we're not capable of finding the solutions, we never will be. 
we have to know that we want the solutions. And even if we don't want the solutions, just to find peace, let things go. Allow other people to live their lives and we live our lives peacefully. But being fair, being honest, being congruent, being transparent. We know that human nature is constantly evolving and people are changing every day. Nothing is stagnant in the world. If you act badly one day and you expect the person to behave the same way with you the next day, how can it be? And as we grow, as we develop, relationships develop, they transform, they change. And we are always a part of that responsibility to create the best outcome for all around us. It's not that once we've got the person next to us that that's it, we can relax and do whatever we want. No, a relationship is constant hard work. It takes two to tango, as they say. So if we've become complacent or lazy, or we're feeling bad within ourselves and we take it out on the other person, is it fair? What does fairness actually mean? It means that you are on your tiptoes at your best behavior at all times. Is that possible? Yes. Is it difficult? Sure. Doesn't mean it's not possible. Why should we, our laziness, be a cause of a rift or our issues because we're distracted or we're busy at work and the other person is being demanding? How are we responding or reacting? Are we saying, yes, I validate how you're feeling because I understand and I'm sorry and I'll make it up to you? As we've said, an apology is three steps. I'm sorry. It will never happen again. What can I do to make it up to you? That's what an apology is. It's three steps, not one. And saying sorry, being disgruntled doesn't help. So taking away the ego from the communication is a big step. Do you think you've taken away your ego? Or are you still trying to punish the other person and pretending to be all angry so that you get attention? Secondary gain, what is it? Someone who is ill decides to keep acting ill because they get attention. Is that fair to everybody around you? No. What are you doing? Demanding attention. We have to be fair in the way we treat other people, the golden rule, treat unto others as you would want them to treat you, stands big and it stands true. How do you feel about that? Are we willing to accept our mistakes? Once we're willing to accept our mistakes because we don't have a choice, regret is useless. Do you have regrets? Are you able to make amends? If we're able to make amends with our own mistakes or forgive ourselves, we have to do one or the other because crying over spilt milk is useless. Why not give the other person a chance as well? Give the other person a chance to breathe peacefully. Allow a dialogue, allow breathing space. Allow yourself to sit in front of the other person without judgment and just see where they're coming from, feel their energy. What is fascinating is as the facts evolve and as we evolve, the truth often changes too. As we take distance from a situation, we can see it from so many different eyes. Giving a space and a chance and a breath for us to breathe into bringing a relationship, any situation back together, as opposed to judging it, blaming it, playing judge and jury.